It's easy. New data technology is easy to use. Or if it's not easy, then it's at least more powerful. Or, if nothing else, it simply makes our IT people happy because the new stuff looks good in the resume. But there's a problem. What happens when you pile the new stuff on top of the old stuff without making the two work together? Hey, doodlers, I'm Ted Cazillo, producer of the Data Doodle weblog and now of Data Doodle Radio. I continue here with my longtime theme of the human part of the information technology industry, which, to my mind, is the most interesting part of the data industry because it's simply the most troublesome part. It's not so much the technology's fault that anything goes wrong. It's the humans who fail to maintain it, fail to keep it up to date, and so forth. And here we have a look at that. Longtime data industry observer, programmer, and educator Dave Wells has thoughts about all this. He's seen it happen over and over, where instead of pulling the trailing edge up and making the new, you know, the new stuff work together, they're both kind of left in place to work it out among themselves. You know, we, we get into that situation where every time we bring in technology, we build things with it. It's great when we get started. Um, then we move on to the next technology and the next technology after that. And it's good that we're able to adopt the new technologies. But at some point, we've incurred a lot of technical debt with those old technologies. Here's, here's an example. Um, yeah. During the pandemic, we had 14 states that could not effectively pay the unemployment claims that they had. And the problem was they were running 1970s, 1980s unemployment systems built in COBOL that weren't designed to handle the volumes of claims that came up in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have the COBOL staff anymore. They didn't have the people who knew how to change these systems to adapt to new eligibility rules, change these systems to handle greater volumes. He says that technical debt comes along in a variety of ways. For one thing, it's the cost of consulting to get the old systems up to speed. It's the financial cost. It's also the social and reputational costs he says what we should be doing instead of waiting until the last minute is planning to retire the old stuff as it ages. A more recent example, we, we built a lot of stuff, companies built a lot of stuff um, 10, 15 years ago using MapReduce. And then they shifted to Spark. Spark had a lot of advantages over MapReduce. But most of them still have those old MapReduce jobs hanging out, running business activities, business analysis, depending on them. But they don't have the MapReduce skills they once had. And the people who are supporting MapReduce jobs are now supporting both MapReduce jobs and Spark jobs. So we're spreading them thinner and stretching their knowledge. And sure, it's possible to be capable in two technologies, but you let a few years go by and maybe they need to be capable in three and then four and then five. 
and it it becomes unmanageable when you want somebody who's skilled in five or six different technologies you're looking for the unicorn so pulling forward that trailing edge is simply being aware of what we have in aging technologies if you heard of an analogous problem in organizations with any other kind of technology or is this kind of is this kind of problem uh, almost exclusively or exclusively in data technology? It's, it's probably almost exclusively in at least computing technology, if not data technology. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's probably largely related to information systems technology. Although we see other things on the the growth in the workloads on call centers drove drove a lot of companies to simply outsource their their call centers, and you know that that certainly alleviated the workload, but it brought some other issues. Lots of complaints about outsourced and offshore call centers not really skilled at resolving problems um the skill was in reading scripts yeah or and, even and under, there again, yeah, understanding yeah. the problem that was given to them yeah and, and there again you get as well as the financial impacts you get the the reputational impacts and in those cases the loss of brand equity i, I think it's it's simply a matter of uh we all whether it's you know, data technology, systems technology, or in other areas, we all strive to stay somewhat current and up to date, but we forget about needing to, to go back and pull that old technology forward. It has if, a cost. Yeah, I was think, just thinking though that um, maybe data technology or, or computing technology uh, is especially prone to this because it's, you know, in the minds of executives, it's it may be it may seem less real. For example, if you if you have a fleet of trucks, and uh, you know, you start to hear reports that trucks are breaking down on the road, um, you can identify with that more easily than you can with uh, say. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, if you have a, a, a data problem, you have you have some right. imp- you have a, a problem um, with a data catalog or something like that. That's very arcane, I, it would seem to me. But if you have a truck that's breaking down, you can identify with that because you drive to work every day. You know what a car is. You know what a truck is. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair analogy. And I think maybe there's more to it than that. I think it's, yes, the the truck is in many respects more relatable and more tangible. But the other reality is that the changes in truck technology aren't coming as rapidly as the changes in data technology, computing technology or systems technology. Certainly right now there's interest in electric vehicles, there's interest in GPS trackable vehicles, those sorts of things. And and those are some some technology shifts for sure in in, truck trucking industry. 
but they don't come as rapidly as the changes that move us from oh let's let's say c sharp to java to python mm -hmm. so so we we don't have as as many previous generations of technology hang, hanging around needing support in something like vehicles as we do in computer technology. So now that we've sketched out the problem of keeping old technology and new technology running together, pretty soon I'll have Dave on again, along with others, to go into the problem a little bit deeper. And we'll imagine remedies. Because after all, no one wants this kind of a problem hanging around. For now, I just want to give a big thanks to Dave. Please watch for coming episodes for more on this and other issues that, as we say around Datadoodle headquarters, traverse the fault line between the humans and the data. And by the way, if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to Datadoodle at datadoodle.substack.com. You can get a free subscription, but you can also get a paid subscription for, I don't know, greater satisfaction and actually my gratitude. They start at $5.99 a month and um, you can save a whole bunch of money if you get an annual subscription at $59. And if you want your name in lights, and if you want kisses all over from my Labrador, you can become a founding member for $299. That's a bargain. All you have to do is live another five years and you've paid that off. So think about that or no, don't think about that. Just go immediately to datadoodle.substack.com and subscribe. Till next time. Bye.